Hi everyone, it's Leslie Keith here again with another Research Update Flash Briefing. I'm the Director of Research and President of the Board for the Lipedema Project. I'd like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Today I'd like to tell you about a paper by Marisol Allen, Michael Schwartz, and Karen Herbst. The paper is called Interstitial Fluid in Lipedema and Control Skin. It was published in the peer-reviewed journal Women's Health Reports in September 2020. The aim of this study was to determine if abnormal blood vessels, similar to those found in lymphedema, are present more often in the thighs compared to the abdomen in women with lipedema. The researchers hypothesized that these impaired blood vessels would increase the fluid load in the lower body and overwhelm the lymphatics. These researchers also surmised that the later stages of lipedema and those affected by obesity would have greater fluid load. So participants in the study included 110 women, 80 with lipedema, and 30 controls. Women with stage 1 and 2 were matched with controls of the same age and BMI. Women with stage 3 lipedema were included in the study and compared with controls, but not all were matched to controls as they tended to be older and have a higher BMI than the available controls. Half of the women with lipedema in the study were in stage 2. The average age of the women in the control group was 38 and their average BMI was 28. The average age of all of the women together with lipedema Their group was average age 47, and their average BMI was 35. And so five millimeter skin punch biopsies were collected and analyzed for the study. So they did that for both the thigh and the stomach. So here are the results and the researchers' interpretation. First, there were significantly more defective blood vessels in the thigh skin of women with stage 1 or stage 2 but not stage 3 lipedema versus the controls. Women with lipedema without obesity had more defective vessels in their skin compared to women with lipedema and obesity, and also more than the women in the control group. So the greater the BMI, the fewer the defective blood vessels in women with lipedema, which is the opposite of what the researchers had hypothesized. Also, women with lipedema had significantly more space between collagen fibers in the skin of the thigh versus controls, and and thus it was more space that could potentially hold water. Women with stage 2 and 3 lipedema had greater or larger spaces between collagen fibers and thigh skin, indicating greater fluid retention than controls. So in conclusion, the authors suggest the blood vessel capillaries from lipedema tissue have already in other studies been shown to be very leaky and thus could be one source of excess fluid entering the tissues of the affected area. In this study, the authors found more impaired blood vessels in the thigh, but not in the abdomen of women with lipedema compared with controls. They surmise that excess lymph fluid can make fat grow, and therefore it is not a stretch to consider that excess fluid in the tissue could also stimulate fat growth in lipedema. So what they were talking about is that in earlier studies with lymphedema, excess lymph fluid can make fat grow. And so they were saying that it could also happen with lipedema. And because controls with obesity, as well as women with lipedema and obesity, 
did not have increased fluid compared to women with lipedema and no obesity, the authors believe that obesity is not the driver for these impairments. Other studies have shown that lipedema fat has a higher density of blood vessels than age and BMI match controls without lipedema. The authors suggest that there is an increased blood vessels, but these vessels are leaky and there's no corresponding increase in lymphatic vessels, that these are what would be required to remove the excess fluid out of lipedema fat. So they have all this extra fluid coming in, but they don't have the proper means to evacuate it. The authors believe that, quote, treatment should aim at supporting the vessels in the legs by the use of the following compression garments, hands-on therapy to move fluid, sodium, and other components out of the tissue and into lymphatic vessels, end quote. They also suggest particular diet strategies such as, quote, flavonoids and other anti-inflammatories from food, and they as well have some unnamed, quote, supplements to help reduce inflammation of the microvessels. They also suggest, quote, possibly a low-salt diet, It is in my opinion that these suggestions kind of miss the mark. Research and clinical evidence points to the fact that decreasing carbohydrate content will reduce inflammation and the leakiness of blood vessels much better than any plant-sourced flavonoids. Lymphatic evacuation of fluid can be supported by eating healthy fats, and we certainly don't need to reduce sodium intake if we're eating this way. But this study is important for women with lipedema because there continues to be a great deal of a discussion on whether or not there actually is edema or swelling in lipedema. This study seems to support the idea that there is, although I disagree with their suggestion on how to best support the clearance of that extra fluid. Thank you for listening to me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, or Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will join us again next time for another research update flash briefing.